Hey, out there. We're going to do our plugs now because we always forget to do it at the end of the episode. So make sure you check out That Fat Guy Doesn't Know What He's Talking About. That's where we review all of our non-horror movie-related movies. Also, make sure you check out our Twitter at Another Night Pod and Trish. Uh, we have a blog where we write about everything. You should check it out at noisesnonsense.wordpress.com. Um, we also have a Twitter, noises underscore nonsense, period. So uh, make sure to follow us on there where we um, talk about all kinds of pop culture stuff. And we can get into our podcast now. And now, on with the show. You're going to camp blood, ain't you? Such sights to show you. It's Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. Here's Johnny. Hello, and thank you for joining us for another night at Camp Blood. My name is Steven, and with me as always are Trish and Joe. Hello. Hey. Today we are talking about 2000's Scream 3. So before we get into the movie and all of its funness, let's take a little quick listen to that 2000 trailer. trilogies is that in the third one all bets are off hello sydney welcome to the final act Scream 3 came out February 3rd, 2000, I believe. Uh, it was directed by Wes Craven, who directed all of them. It was written by Aaron Kruger, not Kevin Williamson, which is probably part of the problems with the movie. Um, that, that could be where it starts. Yes, I believe so. Kevin Williamson might have written the story, I think, but he was he produced it. He was an executive producer. I think he was too busy doing Dawson's Creek at the time. <laughs> Preoccupied. Yeah, damn money. So he was not available to write Scream 3. Uh, Scream 3 came out... So Scream 2 came out like uh, about a year a year after the first one. This one came out th- uh, about two and a half years after the second one. So there was more of a gap. And Wes Craven signed on to direct Scream 3 because he said in his contract that he was allowed to make a non-genre picture first, which was means non-horror movie. Right. And he made 1999's Music of the Heart with Meryl Streep. Is that why the character in the movie says that, you think? What? Not to spoil that, but uh, the director in 
Scream 3. Oh, yeah, where yeah. Where he says, I was told I would get to make, all Probably. I had to do was make a horror movie. Could be. And then all that. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. That is the only movie that uh, Wes Craven directed that was not a horror movie. Hmm. We should do that one on here. Music of the Heart? <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do all of Wes Craven's movies. We've seen you. <laughs> That was was that on this podcast or the other podcast? I can't remember. I think it was on it's this a one. podcast okay. with us. So <laughs> I think we started just droning on and we're like, let's just name all these movies. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, fun facts. Anyone? Uh, is there anything fun about this movie? <laughs> is there anything fun about? This Nev movie? Campbell's not in the movie as long because she was uh, making a movie called Drowning Luna at the same time, so she only signed on for a certain amount of days. That's why she's not in the movie as much. So her contract required that she hit two bombs. That Yes, because I went and saw uh, Drowning Mona in the oh. theater. And did you really? Yes, I did. And, uh, yeah, that movie was garbage. Well, according to IMDb, actually, right now, Scream 3 is up 224 spots in popularity. So <laughs> must have something to do with us promoting that it's we're going to do it. It's got a 5.5 on IMDb. That's not good. That's out of t- I mean, that's 108,000 people, you know. See, this is how, when you have to go to IMDb to look up the fun facts, is there anything fun about this movie? It's, it's just that most of the times I'll, I'll think up the uh, fun facts as we're going through the movie. Um, is this the one where they, uh, are Courtney Cox and David Arquette, did they get married before this movie? Yeah, or I think it was movie? right before this movie. They met on the set of Scream 1. Also, the song Right Hand, Red, red Hat, right, Red Right Hand, We've never mentioned that in the other two podcasts, and I don't know why. It's in every movie except the fourth one. I don't think there's one in the fourth one. But uh, there is a new, like, uh, version of it in this one. So, also, okay, that. here's a little fun fact, right? The house used during the climax is the same house used as the school in H2O. So, the director's house oh, 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 okay. at the end of Scream 3 is the same house that they used as the boarding school for H2O. Makes sense. That's pretty cool. Uh, the movie never had a public test screening. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys want to show this to the public? No. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I'm seeing here that it was, um, it had to be redone because, um, like, the violence after Columbine High School Massacre, maybe that has something to do with why this movie, like, kind of sucks. No. I don't think that's why it sucks, but no. they could be, like... It, it says here there was an increased emphasis on comedic elements instead of violence. Right. Yeah. Uh, Carrie it, Fisher helped rewrite some of her lines, so she saw that the movie was bad. Uh, spoiler alert. Oh! <laughs> uh, it took in $34.7 million in its opening weekend, which was the most uh, any film had ever made during the January to April period at the time. Which what, I wonder been, what it did in its second week. Uh, I don't know, but I saw it the Friday or Saturday it came out. Because I know the fourth film like dropped off hard. Oh, the, dro- the, the fourth one weekend. just, it, it's, it wasn't the right time. Um, this sh- film used the least amount of artificial blood in it. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Wait till we get to the next film when they use like the most artificial blood. Or maybe it was CGI blood. Let's, oh, here's one. This could have completely changed the movie. David Boreanaz was considered for the role that Patrick Dempsey plays. And then he went on to play a killer in Valentine the following year. Stone Cold Steve Austin was once considered for the putty role for the bodyguard. Matthew Lillard has stated he was originally going to be the killer in Kevin Williamson's version of the script, but the story was scrapped after complications with Columbine. I wonder what that story could have been. How would you have made that? 
technically he could have survived. I mean, yeah, he had a, a TV thrown on him. He was electrocuted, but you could have survived that. I guess it technically could have been the same story, except when the guy takes his mask off, it's just his fucked up face, right? That actually would have been so much better. <laughs> that would have made it... Well... Especially if you didn't see him at all in the movie. Exactly. That would have been so much better. We just turned it... I don't want to ruin the review. We just turned it into a four-star movie. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, oh, you see, you bring in fucking Aaron Kruger, and he just ruins everything. There you go. Exactly. Uh, He's never coming on the podcast now. Who gives a shit? <laughs> what else did he do? Because um, now I'm trying to look. Now I want to see where Steve's hate. Is. I can't remember, but I know everything he does. He, he did. I think he worked on Scream 4, actually. Hmm. Uh, Jenny McCarthy's in this movie, and she's a piece of shit, so that's some fun fact. There's a... <laughs> This movie's full of terrible people, written by a terrible person. We have to do it because it's part of a trilogy or a part of the whole series. No. <laughs> I wonder if they thought like because this is the trilogy and they did this like as the third movie and they played on that trilogy thing. If this was like supposed to be the end, and then they said like fuck it, let's do. So even so, he wrote Arlington Road, which wasn't an awful movie, not a horror movie. The Ring, I never saw it. It's bad. That wait, sounds... wait, wait. He directed the original Ring? No, he wrote the remake. But the one with uh, Naomi Watts. Right. Oh, okay. Well, that's one point for him. The he Ring wrote... was good. What else did he write? He wrote the Transformers movie. There we go. Oh, here's the one that yeah, you can Ouch. hate. Just in case, if that wasn't enough. He wrote Ghost in the Shell. So, yep. What is I that? Now. That's a terrible movie with uh, Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson that was from came a great last, anime. And came out last it. year. Hmm. I went and saw that in the theater, too. Yeah. Did you see the anime at all? Yes, I watched Maybe. it right before because I had never seen it before. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I like the I like the original anime movie. Yeah, the, the live-action one's not good. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure what Steve will give you the beat-by-beat beat to show you why uh, Kruger ruined this movie soon enough. <laughs> So, let's start, because we'll get more fun facts, I'm sure, as the, as the episode goes on. So, movie starts. Hollywood sign. Helicopter spotlight on the Hollywood sign. Oh, my God, I forgot Here that. Here we it are, in Hollywood. <laughs> See, okay, just right off the bat, you know, then. Cause what, this is going to be corny as fuck. Because Scream just didn't doesn't start like that, the first two movies. They don't start big. But they wanted this one to be big, because by this point, Scream was a thing. Like, it was a big thing, because this movie was, like, the third one was really anticipated. And, uh, stuff. So, (laughs) (laughs) so we find a traffic jam. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. L.A. has traffic jams. It's so funny. That's that comedy. (laughs) And we find Cotton Weary, played by Liev Schreiber again, in his car, talking to his agent, I believe. Yes. Coming from his set of his television show. 100% 100% yeah. cotton. Which, come on. There's I, no better title for a TV show I was going to say, I hope you're going to say it's awesome, because it is. <laughs> I'm surprised he, they should have had him doing that in the second movie, like running around, like pitching the show. Like, I have to show you 100% cotton. Like, it's all, you know. And in this scene, I think he does mention that he just shot the cameo on Stab 3. I'm not 100% sure, but I think he did say something about it being a low-budget slasher film or something like that. Or maybe they want him to be in a slasher film. I can't remember. I think remember. that's what he's talking to his agent about. Yeah. Is that he's going to be in a cameo for Stab? Is that because of the TV yeah. show he's on or something? Yeah. Right? Like, he's part of a nationally syndicated show. Why would I do that yep, shit? You're right. Or something right. Like yep. that. 
So uh, he's talking to him, and then he he gets a phone call on his other phone because he has a car phone and a cell phone. And People you know in what? LA, That's man. fancy. Yeah, they get caught in traffic. And they have two phones. Yeah, they're so important. <laughs> so he gets a phone call from a woman, and she's talking to him, and she's like, oh, "I got the wrong number," and da da da. And he's just like, oh, "Okay, whatever." And she's like, "Hey, you sound sexy. You sound like that guy Cotton Weary." So <laughs> So he, like gets, that he gets back on the phone. Do you phone. think he was sitting there like, yep. <laughs> Gold. <laughs> so he gets back on the phone with his agent and tells him to fuck off, basically. And then gets back on the phone with the chick on the other line. And he's just like, so tell me more about myself. <laughs> and then you hear a click, and then it's the killer's voice. And he starts describing his girl, Cotton Weary's girlfriend, and what she's doing right then and there. Oh, yeah, that's right. She's so, in the shower. She's in the shower. Of course she is. It's a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Of course. Admittedly that, is she's kind of, a- admittedly, that is kind of a good little bit of dialogue where the, guy, where the killer describes his girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. So that's decent. She's got a pretty I'll little give credit where credit's due. voice. So he realizes she's in danger, and he's like, I got to get the fuck out of here. So somehow, and I still don't get this, but just because you crash into a car does not mean you're going to get out of traffic. Because he just, just veers off, worse. crashes yeah. into a car, and still somehow gets out of all of that traffic. Like you That's just, just how L.A. traffic works, Steve. <laughs> if, you, if you're really in a hurry, just smash somebody's car, and you can go. And he was, like, in the center lane, so yeah. it wasn't like he was on the right side, left side, or like, something. Like, he just This strategically it. is not going to work. And then he honks his horn, and the next time we see him, he's on an open road driving home. That's how it works in L.A. <laughs> so he gets home. And oh, actually, we we see the scene with um, her getting out of the shower, right? And everything, and then um, she gets attacked by the guy, and she clo- she locks herself in a room, and she hears Cotton's voice being like, "Hey, it's okay, honey. I'm just you know trying to take the game to the next level." Yeah, and she's like, "What she's are like, you talking she's about?" Like, what game? He's like, "The game where I'm just gonna have so much fun just ripping you apart." Now open the fucking door, Christine. Now our neighbors are gonna call the police. No. <laughs> Yeah, and then, uh, so what, he disappears then, right, the killer? Yeah, the killer, and he, and then Cotton shows up, and she starts attacking him because she thinks that he was the one attacking her because he, she heard his voice. She didn't see him. Again, credit where credit's due, sort of good writing. It was clever that they did this with the whole voice changer thing, so I will give them that. You think the voice changer thing is, is clever? It's it's may not be a... It's not I think the it's voice the changer only thing, thing driving this plot. It's not the voice changer thing that's clever. It's the way that it's, it's the, used. And it's the fact that these people don't know who they're talking to. Right. <laughs> That's the truth. We I, like we know it because we've seen it now, but like who would expect that? That like their killer is using a voice changer. I will say they didn't use it enough. They should have used it a lot more where because there are a couple of times where they're talking to somebody on the phone, they think it's somebody else and it's actually the killer, yada yada yada, but they only do it a couple times. Yeah, it really right. they should be playing with that more yeah. if they want to use it effectively. Because it would have made it was it was the biggest red herring in the entire fucking movie mm. because then you're just like, Well, who the hell is the killer? It's impossible to figure it out. Yeah. So uh she's gonna attack Cotton and the killer comes up behind her and stabs her in the back and uh then there's a little fight scene with uh Cotton and uh, then Cotton gets fucking killed. Yeah, and that's your old and he and the killer talks to him in Cotton's voice. It's a simple game, Cotton. Tell me where Sidney Prescott is. Now you lose. <laughs> and the coolest fucking logo for Scream Three 
Come on, that was just awesome. Do they get the opening? What, could, ten minutes of the movie fairly right. It's not the best opening. I still actually, I'd say it's exactly in order. It's the third best. Uh, yeah. The first was the best. The second was the second. The third was the third, and the fourth is the fourth. I'd probably yeah agree with that. That's the fair. first one's iconic. Oh, yeah. absolutely! It's an, a fantastic opening. And the second one should be more iconic than than people give credit for. Yeah, but, but it's I not better it than is, the first one. I, I Where honest, else are you going to put it but second? I know? honestly think Scream, th- uh, Scary Movie helped the uh, beginning of Scream 2 become more iconic. Yeah. Because yeah. of their parody of it. Yeah. Right. It's, it makes it more memorable. Yeah. So uh, we then go to uh, Sydney. We, f- we see her, and she's living out in, like, uh, Laurel Canyon or some shit. Walking her dog. Walking in her hiding. dog. Yeah, in hiding. She's got security everywhere on the gate around her house. Yeah, security in her house. The gate, though, is only, like, two feet yeah, tall. Yeah, you can just jump over it. So, Unless it's one of those invisible things where if you jump over it and it oh, sets off an alarm. Oh, I thought you meant it's one of those invisible things you can just walk right through it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of those invisible Foresh- things. Well, they I, thought have Steve, the- I thought Steve was foreshadowing. No, they have those things where they the invisible fence for dogs. Yeah, and they no, wear yeah. a collar and shit. Maybe it's something where if you jump over the fence, it sets off an alarm. Yeah, this is it triggers key- her security. Yeah. Keeps the ghost faces out. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been great if she just had a sign. No just, ghost face. Wait, no, no, it just has the ghost face with the red with circle. The no. <laughs> there, Steve, yeah, you just wrote a joke stamp. for the next scary movie. <laughs> no ghost face allowed. <laughs> And uh, she goes back to her house, sets her alarm in the house. Then she gets. Uh, this is important to point out that she has a phone, a home phone line, and a work phone line. On the same. What does she do for work again? She works at California Women's Crisis Center. There you go. I knew I, I was just. I'm surprised I said that without tripping. Over. I was. I knew what she did. I was just leading you into it. Yeah. And it, of course she does because she is. A victim. Uh, yeah, a victim. So she is helping other victims. But she has the phone calls routed to her house because she doesn't want anyone to know where she lives. Just for fun, what do you think she got her college degree? Did she finish college, you think? What do you think she got her degree? I don't know. Probably. She probably got it in some Social kind of like, services yeah, of some sort, right? Or psycho- uh, psychology or something. I'm just speculating. That's a weird question to ask. Well, what? Do you, do you think, think she, she went school? to college? Well, she went to college. Well, do you think she finished <laughs> or not? Do you think she finished and got Come her Come on, degree? if I was attacked and a bunch of my friends were killed, I might not finish college. I'm going to go with she finished. I think, like, you know, I some colleges fi- might just give you the pity degree. Well, after I think she finished and got her degree, but she transferred out of Windsor. To but she college. transferred. In, in the fourth film, she writes a book, a self-help book. So it's it's a very good idea or thought that she probably got it in like social services. Yeah, or psychology like or yeah. some. Um, and they might even say in the fourth one if she graduated college. I can't yeah. remember. It's been a while since I watched that one. Sydney, you graduated college. We'll talk about it when we get there. Well, she could have said something like, I got my degree in this or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember anyway. We're not, next time. That's a quick aside. <laughs> Uh, so she, yeah, she she talks to people on the phone about her job. Then we go on to uh, meeting Gail with a terrible haircut. I just want to point out. Oh, the yeah, ugliest, the ugliest haircut. What are Gail? I think what you, I think you can rank bangs. Gail's haircuts in reverse, right? Because two is probably the best. Yeah. yeah. One, four, three. No, I would say two is down, or one is down there. You think one's worse than four? No, it's okay. I, no, two, I, yeah, one, I guess four, you're, three. You're right, yeah. I think that's about right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. 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 Okay, why are we talking about this? Because it's more interesting <laughs> than the movie, is my guess. Uh, okay, so we meet her. She's given a speech about um, broadcasting, so like uh, journalism. And uh, she's at some college or something like that. Then she gets a qu- asked a question, played by <coughs> Richmond Arquette, one of the Arquettes. Oh, really? Yep. 
And uh, he basically, like, shuns her. Because he says, uh, so you're saying because you went out there and cut everyone's throats to get what you want, that's what we should do. Oh, Gail still gets and, and, like, and then he's like, yeah. well, tell me, Miss Weathers, was it worth it? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's basically how it goes. She's just been getting shit her whole journalistic career. She gives no career. fucks, though. So then we meet McDreamy. Um, Patrick Detective Mark Kincaid. Yes. He is McDreamy. Um, uh, this is the first thing I ever saw him in, but I've recently been watching Grey's Anatomy, so I'm like... Ah. So Scream 3 gives me a whole new perspective about his <laughs> doctor character. Yeah. <laughs> first he was a cop, then he was a doctor. So yeah, we meet him in... Uh, He's like Barbie. He goes He's to talk everything. to Gail. Yeah, like outside of the... the auditorium or whatever and he wants her help because she's an expert on Woodsboro and um, she he shows her pictures of a woman who then Gail looks at it and she's like oh, these are oh Maureen God. Prescott and it all comes back around dun 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 so then we go back to Sydney who is uh, she sees the news report about Cotton's murder right. as, as she's putting dog food in a bowl because she has a dog if you didn't know, that's part of the humor they added. It would have been funny if she now. just like keeps pouring it and like you know it just that would, falls. That would be so cliched. Like, <laughs> like like when someone's pouring coffee and something happens on TV, and they're like, <gasps> and they just keep pouring the entire. Yeah. Like, so that's what he's writing. Like, keeps pouring. Dog. And then Wes Craven comes in. He's like, no, 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 no. stop this. No. You're not funny, Aaron. No, excuse me. I have to get back this to is... Meryl Streep. <laughs> hey, she was nominated for an Oscar for that movie. Well, she, that's just obligatory, though, where they have to give it to her. Like, if she, she didn't plays win. a semi, like, sensitive Yeah, but she, pl- she plays a, a teacher, you know, going to the inner cities to teach kids how to play the violin. It's never been done before. Wait, music? Oh, okay. I'm thinking of Mr. Holland. How Holl- do we reach oh, these kids? Different. I'm thinking of Mr. Holland's opus. Same difference. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're getting off track. <laughs> really off track. <laughs> All right, so that's basically that scene. So then uh, we go to the set of Stab 3, where we find Gail walking in, putting a camera in her purse that has holes in it. So she this can, is her special camera purse. Yeah, that uh, Dewey bought her later. We'll find out. And uh, she goes on set, and um, she's trying to be a bitch, which she's succeeding at. And uh, we What are you the- trying to do here? I'm trying to be a bitch. <laughs> this is what, these are the things I say as I'm trying to read my notes at the same time. <laughs> This is how I brief myself, like how I remember. So we meet pretty much the rest of the entire cast in this scene. Including Parker Posey. Yep, who's playing Gail in the movie, so she's kind of connected at the hip with yeah. Gail from this and point. She's like, oh my gosh, I'm Who else you. Who do we meet there? Jenny McCarthy. Yep, and then we, we meet Dion Richmond. Richmond. Is it D or D? Dion. Dion. Dion Richmond. Yep. Who's got a great line later in the movie, which hopefully I'll remember. He's probably out of the f- four of them. Was it four of them? Five. Five. He's probably the most entertaining. Yeah. Parker Posey's probably the most well known, but he's probably the most entertaining. And then Emily Mortimer's boring as fuck. What else has she been in? She was in something. Was she in Punch Drunk Love? No, that's Emily. Um, there's Emma something. It's not her. Oh yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Um, she was in something else. I so she's an English actress. I think she does mostly British stuff now. She was in Notting Hill. There you go with Hugh Grant. She was in. Uh, the, she had a bit role in The Saint, which was terrible. With Val Kilmer. Yes. Awful movie. Pink Panther 2. With Steve Martin. Hugo. 
I know that movie. I just don't know who is it. <laughs> she's uh, also filming Mary Poppins Returns. She, yeah, but she's not Mary Poppins. But in this one, she plays Sidney Prescott. The one in Stab 3. Right, who everyone implies that she blew her way to the role. <laughs> this is going to get confusing, people. <laughs> it's Scream 3. It's supposed to be confusing. And then we meet the other guy who plays uh, Dewey. Dewey, the drunk. But I don't remember what his, I don't remember what his name is. Matt Kessler is there the actor's go. name, I'm who, assuming. Who gives a shit? Just because I don't recognize <laughs> anyone else on this cast list name anymore. Um, he, he actually runs into Gale first. Yeah, because he gives her shit about the DUI. Yeah, but her, by his deed, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, then he makes a joke about cutting her brake lines. <laughs> Just check your car out and see if anyone tampered with your brake lines. More of that comedy. Yeah. Um, we also meet John Milton in this scene, played by Lance Hendrickson. Right. And uh, I can't remember what his name is, but but Roger Corman plays him. Um, he's like the the head of the studio. I cannot remember his name though in the movie. I don't know. But I, I didn't know that was Roger Corman until I was much older. But that's kind of a cool cameo. Yeah, that is. I, did, I don't remember his name in this movie. Um, we can get back to it if yeah. we able to remember it. Uh, so this scene's like the exposition scene. So we learn about the fact that they that Cotton had shot his cameo for Stab 3 already. They were considering shutting down production. They were trying to say that the movie had nothing to do with him being attacked, which has a, one of the best lines in the movie, which is the uh, officers. Do you think that uh, ha- uh, Cotton filming his cameo on this had anything to do with uh, him being murdered? He was shooting a movie called Stab. Yeah. He was stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> he was stabbed. That was a funny line. I'll give him that. Yeah, and then like the just like deadpan. Yeah, but that one was probably Wes Craven. I yeah, yeah, I doubt it was. Or that was the that was the little bit that Kevin Williamson gave to the script. Right. Yeah, Carrie Fisher. Wrote Carrie it. Fisher gave yeah. that. On her way out. Uh, so, Dewey. This is his introduction scene. He's acting as a creative consultant, I guess, on the movie because he was there. He was. He lived what through everything. What is the plot of this one again? In the movie. It's not. I know of the plot of Scream Three. three yeah, Stab Three. Is it uh, they just don't, Back to Woodsboro? Yeah, it's just called Back to Woodsboro. We don't know what exactly. We High get, School Reunion. I'm assuming. We know that the house where they were killed at is in the movie, and we know that Sydney's, Sydney's house, is, house is also in the movie. Yeah. that's pretty much all you know. But they don't really clue you in. As and they the and that Dion Richmond is playing the Randy ripoff named Ricky, who works at the video store. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen. I I honestly think I've seen Scream Three a lot more than the other I'm movies. trying to figure out what the plot of Stab Three would possibly be to put oh. them all back there in Woodsboro. I don't know, but it, they uh, they also mentioned that the original cast of Tori Spelling and David Schwimmer didn't want to come back for the third one. Yeah, so that's we like have a terrible to, flop. We have to agree that the third one was probably going to be some stupid, low-budget piece of shit. Wow. do they almost kind of convey that it is? Yeah. You think? In, yeah. in a way, right? Just do you by think them they foreshadowed the... their own failure? No, they kind of, like, just, the, I, I don't know, maybe the way the sets kind of look and who they got to direct. Well, like... just, yeah, and the, it's a first-time director. It's a ca- It's not the original cast, so right there you're going to be like, well, this is probably not right. going to be as good as the other two. And Watch they have Jenny up. McCarthy yeah. in it. That's almost like having uh, Scream 3 being directed by a nobody and having replacing the actors, yeah, but having the same characters. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, she get Gail gets kicked off the set because she's the press, even though she's trying to be like, I work with Kincaid! <laughs> and uh, she gets thrown out, and then we get the best cameo in the entire fucking movie. 
in which Jay and Silent Bob walk yeah, by so on a... you think that's the best cameo in the movie? Uh, yeah. There's another one. Uh, no. This oh. better. Because <laughs> it comes out of nowhere. They're on, a studio, they're on a studio tour, and they mistake uh, Gale for Connie Chun. I mean, I Connie guess Chung. That... Connie fucking Chung, according, yeah. to, according to Jay. Check it out, Silent Bob's Connie fucking Chung. And then she, Gale flips him off. and he, he's like, She like, likes me. Like, she likes me, man. <laughs> and then Kevin Smith repaid Wes Craven by having him have a cameo in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back the following year. So it all kind of intertwines because they do wind up in Hollywood in Jay and Silent yep. Bob with Mark Hamill. Yeah. The and Carrie Fisher in that Carrie movie, Fisher, too. That's true. Wow. Harrison Ford was the only one not in the movie. I wonder why. Because he's Harrison fucking Ford. He's you, like, no, I'll have no problem. Harrison part of this. Ford probably read it. He's like, cockknocker? No. No, he, <laughs> he probably read it and he's like, I'm not trying to save my family from anything. Fairly <laughs> <laughs> created professor. Yeah. I'll be in Star Wars, but I have to die. <laughs> you, I, dude, you don't. That's totally what happened. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> He wanted, one, he one wanted to be tree. killed off at the end of uh, Empire. So, I mean, he's been trying to kill off Han Solo forever. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker murdered Han Solo. <laughs> uh, so then we go back to Sydney, and this is where her father is there, and he's... They're all there in California. It's just so weird how they well, all I got just the, can flew so perfectly. Well, what, uh, well, I know it takes place in California, but like... I was going to yeah. say Woodsboro was in California. We but she's not know. in Woodsboro anymore. Well, we don't know where the fuck she is. She's in like, like I said, I said Laurel Canyon because that's the first thing that comes to my mind. She's just in a big open area. I'm assuming Wait, she's weeks. in the valley somewhere, which is not Laurel Canyon, no. San Fernando Valley, that's something my like. Guess. She's somewhere secluded, but she's probably somewhere near Central to Southern California. That's my guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm assuming that Woodsboro. I always thought Woodsboro was kind of like Northern California. That was always my assumption with all the like landscape they show yeah. and stuff in those shots because it's like wooded areas mm-hmm. you don't see w- one palm tree in, in scream one yeah but yeah. it's it definitely takes place in california yeah, yeah no so. they're clear it takes place yeah. in california but they're somewhere never like clear where scream two takes place yeah no it's it's almost like a midwest yeah it's, yeah that's, that's, that's what it looks or, like yeah. or maybe even northeast yeah i know when isn't it i know they shot it in canada right i don't know You're, i but i have no idea where they shot the second movie yeah they don't tell you where it takes place yeah, they just say Windsor College, wherever the hell that is. So, it's and then wherever Sydney, your heart desires. Uh, yeah, but then Sydney transferred out of Windsor College, got her degree, and now she lives with her dad. I don't think they live together because he's, <laughs> he talks about degree. he talks about her coming back home and getting out of the area. I don't think he lives with her. I think he was just visiting I know, he's her. visiting, yeah. yeah. But he's concerned about her because she's alone, and she says something like, uh, killers can't kill what they can't find. Yeah. So, yeah, because he wants her to come home. Yeah. So this next scene was a scene I could not fucking remember where it was, and I have it in the wrong place in my notes. But uh, we had to watch the movie again really quickly. Really to put it on for two minutes. Uh, this is a scene where she is asleep on the couch, and she has this dream about her mother coming to her from the woods outside, and she's like, Sydney, this is your okay. mother? I will admit that when I first saw this movie, I do remember, I thought that was kind of genuinely creepy. Mm-hmm. Not her talking as much. It's just her kind of, like, walking and wandering, like, looking around, like, you know. Sydney, come here. You know, I don't like that they tried to. <laughs> she's banging on the glass. Well, she yeah. She's, no, she's just kind of, like, scraping her fingers. Yeah, and, and then she, like, the then she comes that. up and she's ghost face and she breaks through the window. But then, no, remember they do the whole corny ghost thing too, where the wind is like blowing yeah. and yeah. shit, like her and hair. She's like, and yeah, everything. glowing and like, yeah, yeah. kind of like 
looking all translucent. But then he breaks through the window. She jumps over the couch, and then she realizes that... Well, she wakes up and jumps off the couch or yeah. something, and then she realizes she was dreaming, and that didn't really happen. But then... But then we go to uh, Sarah Darling's death scene. Jenny McCarthy. So Jenny McCarthy is driving to the studio... It's implied that she was called there by the director, Roman, Roman Bridger. Played by Scott Foley. This is his theatrical debut. Mm. Is he in anything after this in the I theater? Don't, I don't, I'm not even really fucking sure who the hell that is. I feel like he was <laughs> in something else I know. Uh, so she goes to the studio, to the wherever they do the makeup effects and stuff, wherever the director's office is. And uh, she gets there and she can't, she doesn't think anyone's there. She calls Roman Ronin at one point, and then um, she runs into Dion Richmond and some fat guy doing the makeup. Right. And uh, he says, she says something like "fuck you" very much, which I always remember that. <laughs> sorry, Sarah. Sorry, Sarah. Makeup test. Yeah, makeup. You need some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one too. And then what? They all, the makeup people leave. She gets left she gets alone. A, and then she gets a phone call from Roman saying that he's stuck in traffic, but he'll be there soon. And she's in over, the office. Let's go over the script. The new yeah. script. The new script. And she's like, how are we supposed to remember our lines when you have a new script every 15 minutes? Which, if you listen to the commentary, they said that that was a line that they put in because that happened on During stream. the production, yeah. yeah. They had a new script all the time. And then what is he? It's not just a new script. It's, it's a, a new, new movie. movie. What? <laughs> My movie. It's yeah. called Sarah Gets Skewed Like a Fucking Pig. I'm glad you remember all this, because I don't remember, like, after, like, it's a new movie. See, if they had Harrison Ford, that, it's a new movie. Where's like, my family? Yeah. <laughs> He's just writing his own <laughs> That would have been so much better. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, so she so, runs around. So she realizes that something's going on because then the killer, again, you hear the switch and then you hear the voice changer go turn off and then you yeah. hear the killer's voice and she gets freaked out and the killer shows up and chases her through the fucking office. She does. She hides between the costumes of the ghost mm-hmm. face and uh, some the security guard comes in and he's like looking around to see if anyone's in the office or whatever and she thinks that's the killer but it's actually the security guard. So she could have been saved. Yep, the security guard leaves and locks the door. Yep. And then the killer Which locks was, her in for I mean, I guess. Fine. Um the killer's actually she she's hiding on a rack of the costumes and the killer's actually on the rack in one of the In the costume. And his yeah. hand comes down through the sleeve and pushes her through a window. Doesn't Big she try surprise. to stab him? She does. She tries to use a machete, but it's a fake. It's, it's a, a prop. Fake. Yeah. And uh, she, gets, she gets thrown through the uh, window of a door and then gets stabbed in the back. And then she goes, ugh, and then dies. Real feeble. I, I remember it all the time because I'm just like, that's it? She gets stabbed and she's like, ugh. Maybe if she had her <laughs> vaccination, she would have lived. Oh, shit. Oh, what's well, uh, topical? Jenny McCarthy's not coming on this podcast. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> she has a radio show on uh, Sirius Radio. I just want to. I yeah, listened to it yeah. once and I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, and her own, like, biohazard, like, dome away from everybody else. All, all, that, all that show was was talking about talking shit about people. And so it's like, come on, who the fuck remembers you? you Isn't that what we're going to do? Dog face bitch. As we go shit. in on her. <laughs> Jenny McCarthy, will you come on our show, please? She's so, from Chicago. Who gives a shit? All right. <laughs> I'm saying why she might do it. Glad she was the first to die. But she, she, yeah, she's dead. Okay, so then we meet up with Dewey and Gail, and they're meeting for lunch. This is when Dewey tells Gail the story about the um, the Woodsboro police office, 
where uh, oh yeah, yeah yeah a guy calls and he wants the uh, or a woman calls and asks for the file See, on Sydney for the, for research. This is the thing about trilogies. It's not just this thing. It's also this thing. And uh, they say no, and then a month later or whatever, they the office gets ransacked and her her file was it's removed. Stolen. No, her file oh, was removed yeah. by Dewey. Dewey had hidden right. it before. Dewey already hand. took it. Yeah. yeah, he already was suspect. Yep. So then Dewey gets, Dewey's a crooked cop now too. Swerve. <laughs> Dewey gets a phone call from Jennifer. This is Parker Posey's character. Uh, so he rushes there, and then we find out that um, she found out she knows that Sarah Darling was killed, and she's freaking out. And she's freaking out because the uh, people are being killed in real life the way they were killed in the script, which was a great idea. Final destination. It was just a good idea to do that. And then they were just like, they just dropped it. They were like, we're not going to do this anymore. Because they were like, well, who dies first? Who dies next? Oh, yeah. it's like, well, there were three different versions of the script. So Yeah, and they never pick that back up. You're and right. then they never bring it up again. Mm. So, so... uh He's like, I need to get some. Dewey's like, I need to get something out of my trailer. And we find out that he's living in a trailer on Sarah's property. Is he supposed to be like her boyfriend? I think that she wants that to be true, and I think that he's maybe kind of going towards that at one point yeah. in the movie. And he kind of explains too, like, I'm her, I'm her rock. I honestly, yeah, I think it's implied that they want to, but they don't. Right? I yeah. honestly look at it as he is. He looks at uh, uh, Jennifer as Tatum, his sister, mm-hmm. and he he more like thinks of her as a sister instead of a love interest. Yeah, but she wants to be the love interest. Yeah, yeah. But then we also get to meet Putty for the first time. Why do you call him that, Patrick Waterburn? Because that's yeah. who he played on Seinfeld. Oh, okay. I'm like, that's not his name in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, his name's Stephen Stone. So, um, yeah, he's uh, Jennifer's body. <laughs> he's uh, Jennifer's bodyguard. And, uh, oh, Dewdrop. Yeah, Dewdrop. that's what he calls. That's a good name. <laughs> it's real, de- like, demeaning. Yeah, I guess. So, uh, yeah, he really puts Dewey down by just being like, your, your resume reads like the obituaries. Oh, yeah, because, like, everyone he was supposed to protect is dead. <laughs> well, he's done a kick-ass job protecting Sydney. Yeah. And himself. That too. We'll get to that though yeah. towards the end of the movie. Um, so, yeah. So do, Gail's like, "Oh my God, you live here?" And blah blah blah. Because you know it's clear that Gail She's wants jealous. to get it on with yeah. Dewey again. And yeah, they have that whole past tension, the love hate relationship. Yeah. So um, then we go back to Sydney. Yes. No. Right. Yeah. No. No. We go to the we go to the back to the office where Sarah was killed with Kincaid, Dewey, and Gale, and that's when um, we get the next picture of Maureen. Right. And um, doesn't it say I killed her on the back of it? Yeah. No, that's that's later after the house blows up. Ah. Um, See, you literally. How does that sound in a scream movie? No, no, no. That's later after the house blows up. <laughs> this is not right. Like. <laughs> That's not even the end. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's like the middle. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we get another picture. And um, I don't remember what else happens in that scene. Is there anything else important in that scene? Uh, don't they try to prep? Dewey knows where Sydney is. Yeah, that's, yeah. A li- uh, that's a little bit later. 
Then nothing uh, else. Okay, I don't think anything else important happens this scene. <sighs> this is delicious coffee. It's David Lynch coffee. I'm here today to talk about David Lynch coffee. My name, filmmaker David Lynch, here to talk about my coffee. It is 72 degrees Fahrenheit on a sunny day, slight overcast in Los Angeles. And I'm talking about David Lynch coffee as well as some other podcast I was asked to inform you about. The name of the podcast is That Fat Guy Doesn't Know What He's Talking About. Now that I find to be a bit subjective. How, who's to say what he doesn't know what he's talking about? Maybe that's besides the point. <laughs> David Lynch coffee comes in cold brew, hot, and you can even get espresso beans. That fat guy doesn't know what he's talking about. This is the end of the promo. So then we get the scene where uh, the, the cops go to talk to Roman. So we have Roman and Parker Posey, and I think Dewey is in that scene? I think, yeah, they're all there. Okay, and they're talking, and he's kind of bitching and moaning, because they're talking about the, the movie getting shut down. The movie getting shut down, shut down yeah. right. And uh, Roman's just like, because Roman, I don't think, was introduced. Oh, was he introduced in the beginning of the movie when they go to the sex? I don't think he was. I don't think so. So this has to be his first scene. Well, his first scene was technically the, his voice when when Sarah no, it's, killed. May, maybe they introduced him, but very... Briefly. briefly yeah so he's talking about this is the scene where he's like uh i was gonna said, be able to make my own like a yeah but they like, said i had to make a horror movie for, or no he says it at the end of the movie no he says it now are you sure yeah because he's complaining because the production's getting shut down and oh. he's like oh they said i could make a horror i had to make one for them then i can make one for me like one okay. for them one for you that's okay. how it goes like whatever yeah so yeah he's bitching and moaning and then and kincaid shows up kincaid tough questions yeah and he's asking him questions With those dreamy shit. eyes of his <laughs> And I love the part where the, he's like, you have to come with us downtown. We have to ask you questions. And his, his assistant's like, okay, this is the scene where you come with us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, his, uh, the assistant detective? Yeah. Yeah. This is the scene where you come Isn't with us. Isn't he the one who's like, she was, he was making a movie called Stabbed. Yeah. He was stabbed. Yeah. So there's your comedian. And this is, also, this is also where they set up uh, McDreamy to be the, uh, the killer because he's like, oh, my cell phone, the battery's dead. Can I borrow yours, Dewey? And then oh, he walks yeah. off. Then it goes into the scene where Sydney gets the phone call from the killer. Yep. <laughs> they try to red hair. They they set him up the whole movie though. They set up the everybody in, in the fucking movie. So, but it's not who you suspect. <laughs> and she's not even getting that phone call. And she so she gets the phone call. <laughs> <laughs> she. So she she we cut back to Sydney. She gets the phone call from the killer. Oh uh, well, and, yeah. She thinks it's work. And yeah. well, it she, is work at first. That's that's the whole thing. Is that was the that was why it was important to bring up that she has a home line or a work line because she's thinks she's at work. She thinks she's on that she's line. Got a little headset she gets on. The, she gets the phone call. The person on the other phone is a woman. She's like, "Oh my god, Laura, I killed somebody." Oh, that's right. Her name is Laura. Yeah, that's her student. Yeah. And uh, she's like, okay, well, you have to call the police. And she's like, no, I need to talk to you. Only you. <laughs> uh, so then she looks down and realizes that the phone call is coming from, to her home phone number instead of her work phone number. To Scream never did this before, though. 
What? The fantasy type. No, this was real. This actually happened. No, I mean like with the ghost thing though too. Like, this is the first time in the series. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah, that yeah. All this kind of like. But the the fantasy shit is the introduced. ghost thing in the beginning. Yeah, that's in her mind, and then. That's because they have that voice changer. So somehow I don't know how this works. See, but somehow okay, they were able to. Were point that they out, were good, they were able to get her mother's voice on this yeah, voice like changer. Possibly, yeah, that's not no. Fuck you. How would you possibly do that? Maybe those movies she was in. Yeah, but I mean, her voice would probably be different twenty years later, a little bit. What is, how's she gonna remember her dead mom's voice? Wow! Wow, Trish, <laughs> you just. Wow, you know what? All else? right, I'm okay. bogus. I we can bring that up later because actually if you would have thought that during this you might have figured out the whole movie or the ending at least when you think about it oh yeah yeah so you would have not right so trish would have looked out walked out walked out of this movie (laughs) i have star wars on my mind this is not the how does she not know don't foreshadowing don't foreshadow too hard but you would have walked out of this movie in 45 minutes like i got it bye (laughs) i know who it is uh, so this is now that you said that I just wanted to point out this is the first screen movie where I like actively tried to figure out who the killer was going to be. They throw you for curves. They I mean. throw you, and we'll get to I it in a minute. I don't even bother. We like... will get to it in a second. But there is the biggest fuck you when they're when you're trying to figure out who the killer is, and we'll get there in a little bit. But anyway, I digress. So uh, she, I don't even remember how that scene ends. She has the phone call, and then she doesn't. Get I think attacked. she just hangs up, and it. Is that what does she just hang up? I think so because I don't remember that and that's how that scene ends. It, that's what it is. It taunts her and it forces her out because she hears about the murder and then the next and she knows. Oh, it's she like, tells her. It's like she uh, knows turn it. on the news. Yeah, that's right. And she sees another killing. She knows that it's like her destiny to go yep. back. And then we yeah. go when we go to the scene with Kincaid oh, maybe and the that's police. why it's called Back to Woodsboro. It doesn't even have to do with the film within the film. It has to do with the film itself. Maybe this movie's smarter than I. It's not. So, <laughs> I think you're smarter than this. <laughs> so yeah, like, right. He was sitting there like thinking that shit. No way. He's like, wait a minute. Return to Woods, but she's returned. I'm a oh, genius. <laughs> Is this movie supposed to play with the idea that like Sydney doesn't? Well, yeah, that Sydney doesn't really know her mom. You no, know she does. I mean? Well, she thinks she, she knows. That, that's yeah. the whole. Well, that's the. That's the whole thing. That's the thing. overarching thing of a trilogy, right? Yeah. Is that you think you know, but you don't you know. Didn't which really we'll get know. to in we a minute. Very soon. Yeah. Because someone so shows the, up to tell you. The next scene is uh, Kincaid and Gale and Dewey in the police station. Kincaid's like, get me Sydney. Fuck you. I'm going to threaten you. And then Dewey's like, is that a threat? Oh, yeah. They square up with each other. When it's a threat, shit. you'll know. Was that a threat? <laughs> and then he's just, he goes off. Uh, in the lobby of the police station to call Sydney, and then Sydney's just all of a sudden there, wearing her Greek letters from Here Scream Two. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. She is. <laughs> she doesn't keep any heirlooms from Billy. Why would she? I don't know. <laughs> keep evidence that should be in a police locker. <laughs> yeah. Why do you have this? Um. So she shows up. Uh. She talks to. She goes into the talk to talk to McDreamy, but then she sees all the pictures of her mother, and she gets pissed with Dewey and. He's like, I thought it was a reason. I thought it was a way to coax you out of hiding, and then we get the scene where they go to the studio, and we get to meet Martha Meeks. Right, but Sydney gets to go see her house first, right? No, that's, that's afterwards. That's, after. that's right after it. Um, so she goes, and they run into Martha Meeks, who's Randy's sister, and for some reason, she's just at, at the studio. Whatever, it provides <laughs> the best seat in the movie. So she's so. just like, she's like, there's something you guys need to see, with her head cocked to the side. 
very bitchy. And that wo- that woman's familiar too. That girl. She was in Welcome to the Doll House. Okay. She was in Hostel too. What else? Was she was in? Uh, she's been in a lot. She's of been stuff. a lot of TV. I feel she was like. just actually I watched the movie Devil's Advocate the other okay. day, and she's in yeah. that. She's like she's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, she is. What's dude? What is her name? Heather Matrizano, Matrizano, yeah, something like that. So we get we she's go very into recognizable the face. Yeah. We go into the a little trailer where they play this tape, and who's on the tape? Randy. Randy. The best scene in the movie. So here's a fun fact: More back from that the dead. scene was added because everyone was pissed off that they killed off Randy and Scream Two, and they make they make a joke about that in that scene where they introduce all the characters in the beginning, where they said something about how they created the character Ricky because everyone was pissed off that yeah. Randy got killed off and stabbed too. So they were able to come up with a way to bring Randy back for Scream Three, which was that he recorded a video in college, no, in college, could, while the killings were right. happening in Scream Two. Because he figured he was a new guy. He's like, I'm gonna, f- I'm so getting fucking murdered. Yeah. So he gives lays out the rules of the trilogy. The trilogy, trilogy, trilogy. Do we remember what the rules are? Yes. Let's see if I can remember them all. I don't know if I'll get them in order, but let me see if I can remember okay. them all. I know that the. The, if the past is going to come back to bite you in the ass, anything you remember about the past, forget it. The past doesn't matter. That, okay. Uh, the killer's superhuman. That, yes. Um, you have to, like, cryogenically freeze him, blow him up, or cut off his head or something like that. Something, yeah. And then, um, shit, what was the, um, anyone, anyone except for the, anyone including the main character can die. That includes you, Sid. Sorry. Those are the rules. And I think that was it. Yep. That's, yeah, those are the rules, and we find out who he lost his virginity to. Yeah, which was, do you remember? Creepy Care? Yeah. I don't remember what, what her name It was a real name. Karen Kolchak. Yeah, Karen Kolchak. Yeah, Karen Kolchak. <laughs> That's such a great that, See, the way okay. that the video is talking. Creepy Care? Shut up. Shut up. All right, she's a nice person. We're putting away movies in the porno section. <laughs> Shit happens. Yeah, well, Shit happens. Shit happens. All right. Which, again, that is like the biggest video store I've ever seen in my life. When he's working oh there. Oh, dude, it looks like a fucking Kmart. Like, like that's, that's what blockbusters used I to know, look I'm like. Not, see, Trisha, are you old? I mean, not to are be you like old? So, <laughs> not to be like me. I'm 31. Full, I'm 31. Steve is... 30. I'm 17. Okay. <laughs> that would mean it's... I'm, I'm 31. This dude's 17. You're 34, right? I'm 34. And Trisha, you're 28. Yeah, I'm going to be. Do you remember big blockbusters? The store, yeah, but big ones like the the ones that were their se- own separate building, yeah. yes. where they sold like music too. And yeah, everything. oh, I remember, yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, yeah they, it was yeah. called Blockbuster Music, right? <laughs> and they had their own little section, and, and they were this. insanely overpriced. Yeah, yes. It's like you want this CD, fifty six dollars. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, the one that Randy worked in, yeah, it was like the size of a Kmart, like a fucking Target. And, and it, had, it had like 30 people working there. Well, dude, there was a run on the horror section. Yeah, well, run on the mass murder section. The mass murder yes, section. Like, like there's a section called well, that. that's how big that store is. They were able to subgenre genres all over the store. And I remember that video stores used to be done by genre, not by alpha, you know, alphabetized. Yeah, right. it was well, like, then they started the getting pared down. like, fuck it. Yeah, and you know, I was I was I was thinking about genres. that the other day, getting completely off topic. I was thinking about that the other day about how how I saw my horror movies when I was a kid was I'd go to the video store and I'd go to the horror section, right? And you could get movies that had, had, that had been out for twenty years that nobody's ever heard of, I, or little movies. Yeah, yeah, you, know, you like, can't do that shit anymore. I mean, you can look it up, I guess. But yeah, you have to like fucking torrent it or some shit. Yeah, half the time you can't 
do that anyway because it got shown at what like a film festival or a couple and that's it or had well, a yeah, but I'm, release and then you got to try to find it yeah and you can't really do that stuff anymore i feel bad for kids today <laughs> <laughs> anyway um so we get that scene cool scene then we get and that's all we see of his sister yeah she says come back to woodsboro guys we miss you yeah so um we now get two different story uh, scenes going on at the same time which is gail and jennifer going off to the studio archives and sydney using the bathroom running into angelina in the bathroom who's stealing props from the movie set because she thinks that's going to be her only her only part she, this is her first movie yeah and she thinks right? that, that she's she never going to have Sydney another Prescott, chance so she has the big role and it's like doomed and shit right and she wants to keep this as a souvenir and i'm gonna i'm gonna mention this really quickly because i'm gonna forget it at the end of this scene where they're the cops are talking to angelina and for someone for some from some reason Dion richmond's there uh he's just like He's like, uh, she's you like, know took, why he's she there. Took, she t- They're like, come on, like, we got to question you. It's a rap she's party. Like, she, no, this is the scene oh. right after the scene we're about to talk about. And the cops like uh, talking to her, and she's just like, I took the mask because I, you know, I wanted it as like a souvenir. And she's like, you took the mask or you stole the mask? And she's like, I took it. And then they look at Dia Richmond. He's like, don't look at me. I didn't steal shit. Yeah, that's why I said, that's why I said like, you know why he's there because those cops are idiots. They're all like, yep, bring him here. He wasn't no, even in the scene. He wasn't even there. <laughs> like, Anyway, going back. So bad cop work. So we'll talk about. Well, let's let's talk about the the studio archives first because that's the smaller scene. So Jennifer and Gail go off to the studio archives, and they run into what Joe thinks is the best cameo in the movie. Carrie and Fisher. I gotta argue. I would think Trish thinks is the best cameo in the movie, right? Oh yeah, by far. Because the... she also doesn't she do a little self. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, they're like yeah, I, she goes yeah, I know I look just like her. And she's like who got who got? He's, she's like I went out for Princess Leia. Who got it? The one who slept with George Lucas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, just, she rewrote her savage. Line, so that's her. Yeah. yeah so she I, definitely. Her, she she was always like, she was idiot. always like t- was yeah. able to talk shit about her. She obviously so. thought that. She read Efren Kruger's lines, or, and he's like, nope. She's like, he's an idiot. I'm so, not going to say that. So they're trying, Leo would never say that. <laughs> so they're trying to find out information about Maureen Prescott, but she knows that they're not going to find anything if they're looking for Maureen Prescott. They need to be looking for Lena Leonard. Oh, yeah, that's right. She has a porn name. <laughs> so she has a stage name. And, but they have uh, to find, oh, we they, also find out that um, Parker Posey's character also has a stage name because her real name is Judy Jurgensen. That's right. Because <laughs> yeah. Carrie Fisher like, outs her and shit when she yeah. laughs. So they Gail find, Weathers, by the way, not a stage name. Right? Yeah, because she sounds like a meteorologist. That's her real name. Yeah, she would have changed it. That's right. Gail Weathers sounds like I'm supposed to be some meteorologist <clears throat> or something. So we find out that Maureen Prescott was actually an actress. Uh, in a ton of B movies. Yep. Um, like alien B horror movies in the sixties or seventies, right? Is that yeah, and it was she was only in three movies. Scene, which Again, is gotta I be. I don't dude, like okay, that they actually, keep doing that this that ghost. Part, yeah, but that okay, part is fucked up. Could you imagine if your mother was killed I, and then yeah. you see a, a, a set yeah, that's but recreating it? For all the bad in this movie, and I and we are trashing it pretty much. For the most part, the couples, the opening scene with him and like seeing the murder scene is kind of like tying it all together in a way. So I think it looked kind of cool in the movie. I'm not saying it wasn't cool. I just I think it's fucked up for her from a character standpoint. Yeah. Oh and yeah. That's, and I think that's really what sets her off in that scene is seeing that. Right. Yeah. And then the killer shows up and they kind of recreate the scene in the first is the movie where she runs. In the body. 
yes. big, yes. right? That's why it gets up because you're thinking at first like, oh, they're oh, doing this again. Yeah. But at least they, yeah, were like, no, we're not, Ethan, we're not doing this again. <laughs> like they they recreate the scene from the first movie where she runs up the stairs, except that her bedroom's not at the top of the stairs because she's not in her house. Oh yeah, because yeah. she fucking opens the door and it's like a false thing. Yeah, right? yeah. And then she hides on the other side and pulls him out. But she the gets door. the closet trick again. Yeah, but that's 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 before that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I'm getting right. Because then she tries to go out the yeah. other door and she finds out it's a set. And then she runs or out and has it's almost the exact same fucking audio where she's like, "Dewey, mm-hmm. Dewey, where are you?" And if I'm not mis- yeah. <laughs> and then Dewey comes running in and saves her. He's just like, "Oh, you weren't supposed to see that. It was all set up for the murder scene." And then we get the scene with uh, uh, um, what's what's their face, Angelina and the. Uh, don't look at me. I didn't steal shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so. Then that, they go to the house. Then they go to. No. Right? No. Um, Gail, Dewey, and Jennifer go to Milton's office. Um, yeah. And they, they that's when Roman's there and they're like, uh, he's telling them, he's like, you'll have other chances to direct movies and uh this and that and oh yeah he's trying to tell them like this is the way it's gonna be and yeah and he's uh then they show up and they're they're that's when you find out that they're they're having a birthday party at the mansion right and uh it's also parker posey's great scene where she's like you're obsessed with her and you're obsessed with her daughter (laughs) because they call him out they're like uh like, hey, what about this uh, Lena Leonard or whatever? And he's like, you know how many actresses have worked for me? And she's like, huh, we didn't say she was an actress. Ooh. Ooh. Good catch there. And he's like, I'll just call King Kate. He's like, I remember her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's Lance Hendrickson, right? Yeah. Yeah. A great. I, I stood next to him at a convention once. Did you mention oh. this movie? I didn't talk to him. No. I was actually in line to meet Heather Langenkamp from Nightmare on Elm Street. And his table was right next to where the line was. Yeah. And there was a line next For to me. his table. At his table. And I was just like standing there. I'm like, I am fucking five feet away from Lance Hendrickson. This is just fucking awesome. And he was the nicest person to the people that went up and met him. I didn't have the money to go up and yeah. meet him. But, I mean, I got, it was cool enough just to stand there and listen to him talk to his fans and stuff. So, And he's old as fuck. He's like pushing 90, I think. He's so, old. Yeah, he is old. And he looks old. He's 77. 77. Okay, I'm sorry. A little bit. I pushed it too far. It's a little <laughs> too far. <laughs> All right. So um, then I think we have the scene with uh, Sydney and Kincaid in his office where she's just like, what do you know about movie trilogies? He's like, well, all I know about movie trilogies is in the third one, all bets are off. Yeah. Which again, Which they is, try to set up more. Yeah. And then, Doesn't he tell him like, we all have a dark side or something? Yeah. And then she's just like, what's your favorite scary movie? He's like, my, my life. life. Because <laughs> I'm a detective in LA. That's like the worst. They should have had Harrison. She Ford liked do it that though. Too. Like when he left, she was like, "Yeah." See, can't you just picture Harrison Ford doing all these grizzled lines instead? Like my life, <laughs> my family. Yeah. <laughs> so he's just like, I believe you, and he's gonna. He's going off to go somewhere. I guess he's going to the party. Well, I'm not really sure where the hell going, he's going. They, no, the cast and David Arquette and Courtney Cox all headed to Parker. Posey's mansion. Aren't they going to no, the No, her rap- mansion was blown up. We completely that's forgot that could, fucking right, scene. That's, but this, no, we're there now. No, that happens in the middle of the goddamn movie. We Where they fucking get- missed that completely. I tried to tell you. 
There's a party that they go to where Gail's peeking in the window. I thought you were talking about the party at the end of the movie. Yeah. I apologize. So, okay, let's, so let's really quick so recap that real scene. Quick. So what happens is they all go because they're worried, right, that who got that uh, the second person gets killed. Sarah Darling was already killed. This was after. This is the third, third, the third killing. Third person's killed. They're kind of shutting down production on the movie. Yeah. Everyone's right, together. They're they panicking. Then, they're shredding yeah. the script. The guy's getting drunk. But then the fax machine starts going off with a script, right? Hold on. We forgot about uh, Stephen Stone getting killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this He's like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm inspecting your tin can, Dewey. He's this outside. Is, this has also got a great line when he's where Dewey's talking to him on the other side, but it's not Dewey. It's the fucking voice box. And he's just like, well, I just want to make sure no one offs you like they offed your little sister. He's like, what? My sister. What did you say? I can't believe you said that. That makes me angry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We totally skipped over. Yeah, I cannot believe we skipped over this scene. I apologize. I, I fucking wrote everything down, and we f- still fucked it up. So they always managed to do this. Guys. I wrote it down. You know I spent I half an hour writing. Sorry, it listeners. I, I think that should just tell you how all over this movie is. That we cannot that get we our can shit it. together. It's one of the biggest scenes in the movie, too. Anyway, um, so yeah, the fax machine starts. That going also off. blows up. Yeah, fax machine starts going off with like clues of what's happening and. Everyone's just like, oh, we got to get out of the house. And there's that one guy who I can't stand, and I'm so glad he dies, who stays in the house, and he's just like, I need to see what it says. And the lights have been cut off, so he's using a lighter. He's just like, uh, mercy will be granted to whoever smells the gas. And then then the house explodes. Yeah, and then the house explodes. They all fall down the hill. Parker Posey's got the line, if you listen really carefully, you hear her say, I can't stop falling down this hill. (laughs) Nice. And then we get the killer attack them by the car, and they find the picture that says, I killed her. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, sorry we forgot that scene. That, <laughs> anyway. too, just shows how all over the place the movie is, though. Like, there's an explosion, and then I killed her. What's fucked like, up is we mentioned the house blowing it. up earlier. We and how ridiculous it belongs. Yeah. I think it's because we just mentioned how ridiculous it belongs in a horror, in this franchise. Yeah, least. it's over the top if you compare it to the first two movies. It just doesn't fit anything in this in the franchise, you yeah. know. And I know it's a, the trilogy, you throw everything out, but whatever. Gail gets the punch, so. um, that other one. Oh, that's right. This is the one movie where Gail too. doesn't get punched no, either. Gail so she gets to punch Parker punch, Posey. And then yeah. she responds, my lawyer liked that. Not as much as I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was so, great. All right, so back to where we were. <laughs> um, so they are on their way to Milton's house for the party. And Sydney is hanging out at the police station because she doesn't want to get involved, blah, blah, blah. We find out that Kincaid's favorite horror movie is his life. Yep. <laughs> uh, she gets a phone call from the killer in the police station. She's going to try and like wave somebody down, but the killer's like, don't do it, blah, blah, blah. He's like, come to the house and we'll end this, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I guess we can get to that later. Okay. So I think uh, I, I, I feel the way you looked that you had the same problem or the thought, same thing I did. I don't know. How can the killer... If he's at the mansion, how do you know? How do you know that Roman's at the at the house at that moment? Timeline, I guess. I mean, yeah. When we when we go to the house, he is there. But how long do we know he's been there? I guess that's true. Yeah, and so, we don't know that this is like. And he could just be fucking around, like because if if she's at a police station, he's less like talking to her. What's the first thing she's going to try to do? Wave down the police. So he could just be like, "Don't do it." That's true. Like, he could just be fucking guessing. That's true. But then he lures her to the house with the phone call. Yeah, yeah. But, f- but first she goes through Kincaid's desk and finds a gun. Oh, yeah. Well, duh. Yeah. So she 
There's a scene where Gail and Dewey and Jennifer are on the way, and they get a phone call from Sydney, which is actually the voice box, the killer. Mm -hmm. And she's just like, uh, I'm going to the party. Because actually, they weren't going to the party. They were going somewhere else. But she's like, I'm going to the party. Um, Kincaid's with me. I have, like, official police. Yeah. Business. Business. and. <laughs> I'm I'm safe. I'm protected. But I would feel better if you were there too. Yeah. So she, they're like, okay. So they're gonna go to the party now too. So they get there and they're just like, "Where's Sydney?" And Roman, who's drunk off his ass, is like, "She's right there." Oh yeah, <laughs> pointing to Emily. Uh, yeah, Angelina. Yeah. And uh, she's Parker. Phone. She's like, "No, not like I'm Gail and she's Gail. Like Sydney, Sydney." She's like he's like, like she's around here somewhere. No, he's like I didn't invite her. She, you know, but he's like, yeah, she's, she's coming. Not he's like the well, the more Sydney, the yeah, well, the more the merrier. Yeah, right. yeah. So then they start talking about a uh, secret screening room that Milton has in the house, and they want to try to find it. And that the secret screening room used to have crazy parties, orgies, it, which more than likely <laughs> Lena Leonard right. was a part of. Yeah. So well. they they all kind of split up and go off in their own merry way, trying to find this room but gail and dewey decide to stick back and wait for sydney and then, right. then that's where they find the phone and the voice box just in the closet, closet. <laughs> right by the door <laughs> so, i like how the trilogy is like we're gonna make it all complicated and blah blah, blah. oh it's right there but this is Ro not roman's house this is the producer's house right so <clears throat> so they're all kind of like looking around for this room this is where it's gonna get a little off with the scenes because I can't remember what scene happens when, but we'll talk about everybody. So Roman uh, and Jennifer go to the basement. Yep, Roman and Jennifer go to the basement. They find a whole bunch of props down there and everything, and uh, that's pretty much that scene. <laughs> Angelina and, and Tyson go upstairs. Yep, right. And Gail and Dewey are like in the middle. Yeah, like foyer or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then so, uh, the killer attacks somebody. It leads to Dion Richmond's. No, wait. Roman um, comes to the coffin, that coffin right. scene. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Mm, when does the action start? Let's see. I know that, uh, what's her face? Jennifer ends up inside the wall. Right. And she's behind the mirrors, and she's trying to get the attention of everyone, because she can see them, but they can't see her. Right. Deanne Richmond dies, obviously. Well, yeah, but I'm, I'm going to get to that in one second, because <laughs> that, that's sort of important. So... Um, the killer's in, so there's all these like sliding walls and doors and secret yeah. doors and shit. So everyone's kind of ending up everywhere. And when Jennifer ends up behind the mirrors, uh, this is a scene that people always thought that Dewey shot her because oh. he's shooting out the glass of each of the panels. Right. But if you actually look, he's shooting way high up in the glass. Up at the top corners. Yeah. yeah. And then you also hear Parker Posey's character say, you can't kill me. I'm the killer in stab three. That's kind of so funny. You're just, so Gail was supposed to be the killer in Stab 3. Hmm. Um, so yeah, he's shooting out the glass, and then she, he shoots the last one, she falls out, and she's dead. Right. Um, then Dion Richmond takes off, and I fucking, this is my favorite line from Dion Richmond, where he, he got stabbed or cut or something, then he gets up, and as he's running out of the room, he's like, help, police! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, it just makes me laugh. Wait, doesn't the killer use a... How does he kill? Is he, isn't it the rug? Yeah, he he pulls the rug out from him and he flips over and doesn't break his neck somehow because the way that guy lands, I know. Like, yeah. <laughs> but then he gets thrown out the window. And oh he, yeah, yeah. 
Um, and then Angelina's trying to get away also, and that's when you find out, and she's like, I did not fuck that pig Milton to get yeah. this part just so to she die did. here with you people. With you second-rate celebrities. Yeah. So yeah. she takes off, and then she gets killed. And um, then there's the scene, the great scene oh. with... Dewey and uh, most iconic scene in the Gale whole movie. Fucking yeah! So uh, Gale falls down, the, gets attacked, and falls on the stairs with the killer. Right. Killer gets knocked out, so she's stuck at the bottom of the she's stairs. She's on one side, and the killer's in between. Yep, it's the stairs. <clears throat> killer, Gale. Yep, right. Yeah. So she's she's got her phone, and she calls Dewey, and so you just, I'm downstairs. Blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, well, mate, how do I know you're not the killer? And, She's like, would you just get down here and help me? He's like, don't you think that's what the killer would say? <laughs> so he finally opens the door when the killer, killer wakes up. Yeah. The, the killer wakes up. She's like, no! And he opens the door. And you get this fucking iconic scene of the killer looking at his knife and then fucking throwing it in slow motion as it goes flying so towards his head. So split second to think that this is... When I this saw is the movie, how it's going to go. When I yeah. saw the movie... it's a I saw, trilogy. Yeah. I, I saw the movie fucking day it came out day after whatever and everyone in that theater thought he was gonna fucking die and then it the butt of the knife Dunk. hits him on the back of the, on the head Officer Doofy. and everyone just starts cracking up in yeah. the theater yeah that's yeah. that comedic oh, touch on that one that was they probably should've. like the best part of the movie and that says a lot hmm? you think they should have no. killed him yeah yes no. they yeah, should have right. they, they should have killed, killed one of them yes do we yes you should have killed one you want to be uh, uh, at that point they were done they were like this is yeah, the last movie you, really i mean you could have killed all of them like, the, you're supposed I, to kill I think everyone was expecting sydney to die and i think everyone th- I, the one i thought was gonna die was they Gale. killed cotton because of the, because it's Courtney Cox who's doing like friends. Well, he's stuff from still. the first movie. I'm talking that. about like the the core trio. Of, yeah, Gail. Yeah, I thought she was going to be the one to die. Well, they yeah, they didn't well. have the balls. They didn't have the balls in the entire franchise. No. So uh, the killer captures them, ties them up. Sydney shows up. She finds Deanne Richmond's dead body and a phone, and she talks to the killer. And the killer's like, "Use the uh, the wand on you to make sure you don't have anything." Right. He finds the gun. She throws it in the pool. She goes in because she sees Gale and Dewey right there, and she goes to help them. And then the killer shows up. She pulls her other gun out somehow that he didn't catch that, and she's got the best line in the entire fucking franchise. It's your turn to scream, asshole. Oh, yeah. And shoots him a bunch of times. Then Dewey's like, yeah! Yeah, he does. <laughs> he's like, tied up in the chair. He's cheering for her. Yeah! Uh, but then, she's untying him, right? Yeah, she starts untying, and then the killer's gone, and Kincaid shows up, and he's just like, "Oh, uh, Tyson told me you guys were having a party," and I thought, "Uh oh." And she's like, "How did how'd you get here so fast?" Because this is that typical like Sydney distrust of like. Oh well, yeah, after two movies of this, I wouldn't trust anyone either. Wait, yeah. like especially like right especially after romantic yeah. people, like people that might no, be my boyfriend. No, for sure, you're the killer. So uh, Kincaid gets knocked out. And or actually, Sydney gets knocked out at one point. Yes. Oh, because she hits her head on the chair. Yeah, and that's when the Gales or not Gale Dewey's just like, "Wake up, Sydney! Come on, wake up!" Yeah. <laughs> so then, um, I don't remember what happens, but somehow Sydney ends up. Sure, how Sydney ends up in a. Sydney ends up in the seat in the in the room in the secret screening room. Right, and it's uh, Gale and Dewey are like off on their own with King. Kincaid's been knocked out, I think, at that point. And uh, they're trying to find Sid, and she's in the room, and then the killer comes in, starts talking to her, and reveals who the killer is. 
which is Roman. Roman Bridger, who but, we forgot the scene that I wanted to talk about. So there's a part in the movie where Gail comes downstairs looking for people, and she opens that like coffin that uh, Roman opened, and yeah. Roman's in there, and he's dead. He's got a fucking knife in his chest, and he's dead. And not only that, here's the biggest fuck you to the fans. She takes his pulse, and then Jennifer shows up and says, is he dead? And she says, very. Yes. That is the biggest fuck you, because then you're just like, okay, well, he's dead. He's not the killer. Who else could it be? Yeah. Yep. That is such a cheap thing to do, to throw people off. And then they keep, well, it's almost like they're like, well, fuck it. Let's just go all the way with it. And they, uh, they do all this mess at the end here. So he shows up and reveal, and this is the only Scream movie where there's only one killer. Oh, yeah. Yep. And um, he explains that he is... Sydney's half-brother. So Lena Leonard, Maureen Prescott, got fucked, what was it, ten times to Sunday? Something Something like that. And... He tries to do like a Billy Loomis-like type speech. And uh, it's revealed that he is, he's the mastermind behind... Everything. Right. What he says is years ago, blah, blah, blah. He unsuccessfully right, tried to, like. So, he, so Lena, a, Lena had a child from all these orgies. Right. That and she then went disappeared through. and became Marine. Mm-hmm. He tried to come back to her in Woodsboro. Yep. Right. But she already had another family. Yeah. And she didn't want him. So he's all bitter and shit. He filmed. So he just hung around in Woodsboro, apparently, this whole time. Yeah, sure. Where do you live? Like in the woods. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like with this video camera. Yep. And shit. And filmed all the men that she... And Woodsville... Isn't Woodsville supposed to be a small town? I, I think that he maybe waited till Sydney was a teenager and then found... See, the, this is the part that they're not exactly clear about. That Was she still in Hollywood when he went? Does he say? I don't remember. Uh, when he goes to try to meet yeah. Laurie. No, because they, they, he says that she already had another family. She yeah, so how home. many guys could she possibly be banging in Woodsboro? I thought Woodsboro was supposed to be a small she was, town. She was still banging Cotton while she was married to That's true, and Billy so. Loomis's mom. And, which we find out that he filmed. Yeah. And then showed Billy the footage, right? Because Billy didn't like seeing his mom in those and films. Convinced. I mean, she's a whore. Come on. She's no Sharon Stone. That's, yeah. Your mother was no Sharon Stone. <laughs> hmm? Mm-hmm. Let's face it, Sydney. Your mom flashed her shit all around telling she was Sharon fucking Stone or something. Uh, so, yeah, so he uh, convinced Billy to uh, kill Maureen. Which, again, they just uh, they just shit on Stu the entire time. Like, he's just like a throw-in. Yeah, thing, he's like, a fall guy. Yeah, yeah, he was supposed to be the fall guy for everything, right? And but if you really look at it, Stu's kind of, like, borderline mentally challenged. Like, he's kind of an idiot. <laughs> Stu, <laughs> like, yeah. I think you can get away with this defense. He's definitely, like, a follower. But, see, and this, I, I, just, I think a good lawyer could get him out of this. I don't like how they tried to, like, go back and change Stuff. But that's the rules of the trilogy. I know. I just didn't forget the past. You think you know the past? The past come back to bite you. Yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> so so. Uh, he at one point shoots Sydney, and they make that they have that dramatic music like she's dead. And they and say he shot her twice. And again, that was a big part at the theater when we all saw the movie the first time because like, we were just like, "Holy oh shit! They actually God. did it! They killed her!" <laughs> yeah. And then um, there's a the part where he goes up and shoots her again. I the first time I saw the movie, I thought she got shot in the head, 
And I'm like, well, she's dead. They don't it show was, it, right? It was they, like right here. They do, but she gets shot in the chest, and she moves. She flips over real fast, yeah. so you don't really see where she's shot. So I thought she got shot in the head. I'm like, well, she's dead. Moving on. And then um, Gail and Dewey are trying to get in the room and get to her and everything like that. And then um, she, Sydney's not dead, and then she calls Roman. Right. And Roman looks at the phone, and as as he's doing that, she just jumps up over the couch and starts stabbing him with an ice pick twice. Keep that in mind. Get stabbed twice with the ice pick. So then they break into the room and they're just like, oh my God. It was, or he's like, uh, I'm sorry, that's before they break in the room. He's on the floor and he's just like, oh, he's dying. And then uh, he's just like, you still got to make my movie. And she's like, stab three, right? And stabs him a third time. Yeah, and then, well, he kills the producer, John. Oh, Wilson. yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, you know, he Damn. kills him. Yeah, he, and that's a great scene, too, because he's just like, I'll give you whatever you want. Yeah. Script approval, final cut. I already got it. And they cut his <laughs> neck. And then he's like, oh. And then, yeah, as, as Roman, right? Yeah, when they pray, blah, 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 yeah. Then Sydney was also wearing a uh, bulletproof, bulletproof vest. vest. That's why she didn't die. Because, you know, they're herself. siblings, so they think alike. Yep. Because he was also wearing a bulletproof vest. Right. It's important because the next thing that happens. Yep. So then uh, Dewey and Gail get in the room. They're just like, Roman? It was Roman? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they have a little conversation. Then Roman gets back up and starts attacking him. Dewey's just like, Does he like run him. at them like an idiot? Yeah. Like, ah! He's like, ah! And he keeps getting shot by Dewey in the chest. Yeah. And then uh, Sydney's just like, head, head, shoot him in the head. Yeah. And they shoot him in the head. Yeah. We're pretty sure he's dead, right? He's dead at that point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then that's it. King, no. Well, King Kate. Something happens with the King Kate. I don't remember though. For, Dewey proposes to Gail. Oh yeah, yeah. At yeah. Sydney's house with the book that she wrote, the Woodsboro Murders, with the right. ring, with the ring cut, in the middle. Yeah, in the middle. What do you? Th- I think she. He probably cut out the part where she talks shit about him. On all the pages, all, like, <laughs> they just happen to be in the same spot. They just happen to be in a perfect box. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 and then Sydney, right? Sydney comes back from the walk and then opens the gates, the gates open. and that music swells. Oh. <laughs> and then she comes back in the house and, and she uh, invited Dewey, Gail, and Detective Kincaid to watch a movie. Yeah, and there she's like, What kind of movie? He's like, You're gonna have to come and find out. And she goes to watch it and the door blows open and right. she stands there for a minute looking at it and then she walks away. I bet you it's scary. Then it ends. The end. Doesn't that does this one end with the slash? I don't know. Probably not. Like the other ones did with the flash of the killer. I don't think so. Yeah, probably not. No, because that would like be like, oh my god, it's left open for a sequel. It was left open for a sequel. Yeah, not really. <laughs> Just because they didn't have the balls to kill off the main characters. But that yes. this movie was so sloppy. Thus concludes Scream Three. Ugh. It is uh, slow in a lot of parts. It's boring in a lot of parts. Yeah. It doesn't have the same flair as the other two movies did. It doesn't have those scenes where you're just like, oh my god, that was awesome after the scene's over. No, it doesn't have any iconic scenes. I mean, goofy yeah. iconic scenes. We talked about the goofy iconic I'd scenes. I'd say the most iconic action scene in the movie is the house blowing up. And it's not even that exciting. No, and it's totally, again, out of place. It, like, this is the one You that know what's funny? You keep saying it's out of place, and we actually forgot it and put it out, out of place. place. <laughs> we chose to ignore it. It's like, not even part of the movie. Because the, uh, this one is the one, like, that. And why becomes, does the Scream Killer behave this way? This is the one that becomes the movies that they made fun of. Yeah. You know? 
I think they were trying too hard. And since Kevin Williamson didn't write the movie, I don't want to shit on Aaron Kruger the whole time, but like it, it's, it's not good. It's not Kevin Williamson. Good. It's yeah. just not. And it didn't work. Then the character, yeah, because the characters don't feel smart anymore. No, either. Mm-mm. Like not like Dewey's an idiot in this movie. He's there to. He's becoming say more dumb things. He's more, he's more doofy. becoming doofy. Right. <laughs> like they were. They Although he all... was the smart one and got rid of Sydney's file. Well, they weren't the. Yeah, but that's it. But that was him from years ago. That was him from years ago, right? Well, that was. That, I, I assume that before he played... fell on his head, apparently. Well, they yeah. said it was. They said it was an actor doing research for Stab Three, so it couldn't have been that long ago. Yeah, it's depending on how long. I would, I would say. I would say within a year of, the, okay. of that scene. But still, they play him like just. They play him like Dewdrop. Yeah, like he really is too drunk. Oh, by the way, we should have mentioned that Steven Stone does not go down like a bitch. He gets stabbed in the back and keeps fighting. Oh, no, he goes Yeah, and then walks up to the door and everybody sees him collapse. Until until they push that knife all the way in. Then he goes, do-do-drop. And then he falls on his knees, which is, have you guys ever fallen on your knees? Yes. That hurts like hell. And he did it on concrete. I'm but, assuming he was wearing some kind of padding on his knees, but still, that's got to hurt. That's a rough fall, yeah. Plus, Patrick Warburton's not a small guy, so. If I were, like, doing my death fall, I would just throw my body so, down. what do you like, think about this, then? Fat so part you, first. Did you, I don't know if we talked about this. In, in that interview with Matthew Lillard, mm-hmm. he said that the, role, that the story was going to be he survived the death, and he orchestrated new attacks from prison on high school students and then ultimately targeted Sydney. That would have been terrible. That sounds awful. So that was their plan. That's Matthew been trying to write his own movie. It would have been much better if somehow he survived and didn't go to prison. Like insanity trial? or something. And then... then It would have been... What they could have done is he just pushed the TV... I don't know how you would have done that then. Pushes the TV off his head, survives and leaves before any... he could have like they because the cops and paramedics are all there. Yeah, but they could have they could have taken him to the hospital and then he just escaped. It could have been like a Halloween four opening where he just escapes out you of the all, ambulance. Man, you know what? That almost would have been better for this. Just like fuck it, let's just go. Halloween that could have been the territory. opening credits, right? Of let's Stu do escaping the ambulance. Scream three is the Halloween four opening, which the Halloween four opening I still like. It's so, great. It's awesome. Yeah. So whatever. go back and listen to our Halloween episode if you haven't. <laughs> a lot of fun if you have a Halloween lot of time. Halloween 4 was much better than Scream 3. Did we split so. that one up or? No. no. that's one big long yeah. one. The only one we split up was on the other podcast. Yeah. It was much, it was like an hour and a half longer. Yeah, the top than and bottom, yeah. You guys thought the same thing, obviously, right? It's well, clunky. I'm going to tell you this. I don't hate this movie as much as you do. I don't think it's, it's definitely the worst Scream movie. It's not that bad of a movie. Like, my, my, movie. What this did was usher in that whole new genre of horror in the early 2000s that wasn't... That nobody knew where they were, what they were doing. Yeah, like the serial Bef- killer stuff that didn't know... This like was the killer before, stuff that didn't know where it was going. And this then. was pre-torture uh, porn. So this was like that's that that period between the second coming of the slasher genre and, and, the supernatural and, and torture stuff porn. too, that happened at yeah. the beginning. Um. But my brother recently told me that he thinks that Scream 3 is a bad movie, period. And I was like... I, I might agree with that. I disagree. I don't think it's the... I, there are much worse movies out there than Scream 3. Well, yeah. Much worse. And much worse horror movies than yeah. Scream 3. I'm not trying to sit here and be like, you're wrong. Because no. I, I get it. It's, I think but once you, you made... You make a good point. There's worse. There's I think worse. once you made the first two as good as you did... You know, like, because mm. the first one's iconic. And the second one is just as 
It's good, good yeah. As without without going into any detailed analyzation, since we'll talk about this in the next episode. But well, yeah, Scream Four you, is the one that we'll we'll get into the whole. Where thing. do you yeah. where do you place Scream Four? Like, is it? It's obviously better than Scream Three, but is it as good as One and Two? No. no. Okay. Yeah, obvi- no. I mean, it's good for rebooting. Would that have been a better Three than this one? Yeah. Don't you think it would? If, if you just took th- if you, Scream Three, three out, never existed, yeah, and, and you just, just kind of fast four. forwarded twenty years or whatever, and forget that she had the brother and all that other kind of ridiculous trilogy rule mm. stuff that they wanted to do, and you just put Scream Four out there. Yeah, it would be like 20 years later, mm-hmm. basically. And on the 20th anniversary of the murders, see, you're that's, like, that's not that's a what bad they, idea. That's what, they sh- that's what they should have done. I mean, technically, it came out 15 years after. So, okay, well, 15 years. Yeah, like, so they could have. I don't know why they didn't t- say you that. It's made on an anniversary because the film within a film, Back to Woods, would work like that. Where it's like on the anniversary. Well, they do, the say, they do say the anniversary, but they should have made a bigger deal out of it being the 15th anniversary. Yeah. yeah. In Scream 4, you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. See, but in... But if you just negate or negate that, just get rid of yeah. all of Scream Three and make Scream Four, Scream Three. That sounds better. Technically, I mean, you could watch it without Scream Three. It's not like they. Oh. Ref- it's not like they referenced machete. Scream Three. Machete. Trish, yeah, Steve just came up with the like Star Wars machete, the Scream Machete order. Just not watch the, the just, worst one. Just, just <laughs> skip this movie. What it three, sucks. Realistically, what does Three add to the story? It doesn't. They don't reference it any, in Scream All it does four. is tell Nothing. you about her, her, her mom. And change and everything that happened family. in the first movie. Yeah. Right. Well, not change it, but well, give it more of a background. It gives yeah, but story it's a to something that's already back- over. Because, you know? Because you, you don't need the the half-brother of Sydney to show Billy, right? One would assume that somehow Billy would be able to find out. Obviously, yeah. we already assumed Without it when the first that. movie was over. Like, we, didn't need, yeah. we didn't need this guy. I mean, he you says know, they, it. They totally but he take, says it. No, he says it in the first one. He doesn't say how he found out. They totally take the line in the first movie where he's just like, uh, that's, yeah, that's who she wants a motive. And, and they throw like, it out the window. And he's just like, he's like uh, it's a lot scarier when there is no motive. Right. And then they so give they him a motive in the third Lecter, one. Like to eat people don't think so. Right. And then they give and him they give a him motive like in the motive. third movie. Yeah. So it's like, well, fuck it. They now, threw their own Now it's not away. scary anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's just motive for killing. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. Well, I mean, he, the motive is enough for the fuck. I mean, but he almost just like throws that out there in the first one, where it's like you want a reason, like here, like you yeah, know, fuck this. Yeah, it's not very good. Mm. I, mean, I mean, when you compare it to the first two, it's not. It is it a motive. It is the motive, but like they give him more of a motive. Like they give him the reason for his motive, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And there's yeah, no yeah, reason for that. I just feel like it's also like that. It's all. St- so much contained at the end. You know what I mean? Like that, that I also feel like they think that they thought they had one last shot at, a, at making a lot of money with this before yeah, horror definitely. turns and we go dormant for 15 years. Well, I think it was always planned as a trilogy. Yeah. Do you think it was but, planned though to be that like three year gap though? No. And I think they did that deliberately because they wanted to take their time with the third one because the second one was rushed into production. And the second one was better. Which, yeah, it's fucked up, but <laughs> it is true. So, like, the longer they hold on to a movie, the worse it gets? No, not necessarily, but look at Scream 4. Hmm. A lot of people didn't like that movie. It underperformed at the box office, but I think that was mainly a change in taste 
yeah, when it came like, to horror movies. Like horror movies. movies, like people weren't like going to the theater and like people watching don't, that. People don't give a shit about slasher movies. No, yeah, and, and like the fourth one of this a came old out, series. You know, this like, came out though, and then like a couple what, like, right a year time. later, the ring came out and other yeah. stuff like that. And that so was then, the that was that the birth was the of the remake. That was the super, yeah. and and Paranormal Activity yeah. came out not too long. Well, then then it, next it was like Saw and Hostel yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah. there was a lot of different things going on. Footage horror was still in its infancy. Blair Witch Project came out Blair Witch. Yeah, came out the year before. So that was still three. kind of like starting out yeah. and stuff. But that was the biggest fucking found footage movie you'll ever watch. Yeah. Yeah. But, alas, Screen 3 does not hold up. No. I think. I agree. Um, so let's do our ratings. Trish? Um, two stars flat. Maybe. Flat. <laughs> yeah. Not a half. Two stars. I don't know what to say. I mean, I think it's boring. I think that the plot is, like, totally dumb. Like, I don't like that this is all self-contained in this and that, like, he's he's left no... There was no trace of him in the other movies, basically. You know what I mean? That, and I mean obviously, yeah. that's on purpose. You know what I mean? Like, they were introducing a new character, but, like, they didn't really mask that in any way, you know? And, like, it feels like they just gave it to you right there at the end. Hi, yeah, I'm your half-brother, and uh, here I am, and... Here I'm not anymore. So, like, it all felt pointless. This is my least favorite of the screams. Yeah. Yeah. How about I you? Would, I would agree. I'd probably give it a star and a half. <laughs> because there's some... The opening is really good. But, yeah, they don't mention stuff in it, I don't know. I just don't like it. I liked it better when I was younger than re-watching it. And I, how, how much I liked Scream 4, I feel like you can just skip this one. Like you said... Yeah. Or you suggested, <laughs> Steve. So, I would give it a star and a half. I would. The only reason to watch it is if you've never seen it and you're like a completist. Yeah, you want to <laughs> see the whole thing opinion. together. Seems like okay. How about you? I'd give it two and a half. Okay. <clears throat> it's. Not you think a, of it a little bit higher. I do. I, I I I will always watch it with the other ones. <clears throat> It doesn't. It doesn't affect me that much, but it is the most boring and the worst of the four movies. Absolutely. And I think everyone feels that way. I think a lot yeah, of people are like. I think it's hard. Yeah, it's just not living up to the rest of the series that makes it so like lack. You know, well, I'm, a comment here on YouTube. Watching, we're trying to see what that thing was. Says, I'm. A, uh, I listen and watch this movie all the time. I've seen it over two hundred times. It's my favorite all-time scary movie. Wow. So that person's a tart. <laughs> That I don't know what else will say anymore, but that's that person has no clue what they're talking about. But yeah. or they haven't seen a lot of movies. Yeah, yeah right? that could be. Maybe they've only got like five DVDs. I, you know, I don't think I've ever met anyone who has said that a sequel to a horror movie is their favorite horror movie. Was there one where the sequel's better? Um, I mean, Devil's there's... Rejects. Yeah. yeah. No, that's it. <laughs> I I mm, I like that. Well, I'm not saying that it's not a good movie, but Devil's, Devil's Rejects, Rejects is, is better. much better. I told you there's that one scene in Devil's Rejects. <laughs> Stephen just said off. in such unison, it's better, okay? Like, don't even. There's that one scene that just turns me off. Yeah. And changes my opinion of the entire movie. Well, what about uh, Halloween 5? What about it? That's better than Halloween. No. I said <laughs> Halloween 2 is my favorite. No. Bob Zombie's Halloween 2 is my favorite. I didn't say, obviously everyone disagrees with me about that. Okay? I understand that. I'm not coming on here to I'm not standing for Scream 3, okay? So 
All right. I just don't think there's a sequel that's better. That was Rejects. <laughs> well, you just said Halloween 2. Is there anyone besides Devil's Rejects you can think of? Uh, no. Saw 2 was pretty good. <clears throat> Saw 2 I did like better than the original, but yeah. it's not it's not, better. It's not necessarily no, no. better. It's no, just it's really not good. better. I just yeah. like it better. Yeah, it's just really good. Um, Alien? That's not Aliens, horror. absolutely. Is that a horror movie? Yeah. Does it, it's it, but it changes from horror in the sci-fi really. Well, yeah, the, the first movie, line. the first movie the, is is literally a slasher movie without the slasher. Yeah, it's a horror movie. And then the second one's more of like an action yeah, horror it's movie. Like a yeah. But it's still in it's still a horror movie. Yeah. They're fighting giant monsters. It's like a survival yeah. horror. Yeah, so movie. I would say yeah, Aliens is better. Let's you have see. a you have a hard on for Cameron. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> Going back to Scream 2. No, I was actually talking about your hard on Joe. Put oh, that away. Yeah, put that away. <laughs> I do like ter- Terminator. That's not a horror, though. Yeah, Terminator Two. In my opinion, I've said this before. That is that is the best sequel I've ever seen, hands down. Yeah. Fuck you, Godfather Two. Yeah. No, it's better. Terminator Two is awesome. Yeah. Terminator Three is not as awesome as Terminator Two. <laughs> no, obviously not, not even close. They should have made Arnold Schwarzenegger the killer. This would have made it more interesting. <laughs> They wouldn't wouldn't put me in this movie. Even the voice changer cannot disguise this. So I must kill, I must terminate them all. (laughs) Who else could they have had that would have been more interesting than a half-brother? Sydney herself. That, I see, that would have been Gail. I love the idea of Stu coordinating stuff in prison. (laughs) Wouldn't it have been great if Sydney was just like, you know what, this is going to happen. I might as well just do it myself. Right? (laughs) Like, yeah, use those five bullets. And just, like, kill everyone in that room and be like, it's done. Um, Murder-suicide. I'm just picturing Stu in, like, the jail cell, like, doing this. It's so stupid. Oh, my God. <laughs> it is such a bad idea. Like, ugh. So that's, bad. that's all right. He got to do Scooby-Doo a couple of years later. And he got to do Twin Peaks. Was he on Twin Peaks? Yeah. Matthew Lillard? Yep. Yeah. Oh, wait, yes, I do. Yeah, I do remember, yeah. That's He's, uh, like, one of the keys to finding out, like, what is actually going on in shit. Okay. On, on the season. Okay. Like You're just more it. into it than I am. I know. <laughs> Way more. Not in, not into this movie, though. Star and a half. That's fine. I'm not offended. It gets an average of two around the table. That's fine. I'm not offended. I think we're all... In, I think the one thing we're all in agreement that the thing that it is the script is... Even if someone was brought in to maybe pare it down and make it just a little bit more interesting, you know? But it's the writing. I think that bogs it down. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know what's wrong with it. Yeah. It's, no, it's 100%. No, because writing. Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, David Arquette, like, they're not terrible in the movie. Like, no. It's the writing. And, and I mean, you have Wes Craven come back. It's not the directing either. Yeah. It's the fucking right. writing. It's the yeah. writing. It has to be. Because yeah. all the other pieces are there. Because everyone was involved except Kevin Williamson. Yeah. So, so it's obviously It's like you had, ev- you had you every know. opportunity to make this But, right. and we'll get more into this next time, Kevin Williamson was involved with Scream 4, but then there were problems with the script and the studio and stuff, but we'll get into that next time. All right. So that's, that's it. it. So um, we'll do our well, – we don't need to do plugs anymore. We no. have that ad in the beginning, so never mind. Um, so thanks for listening. Check out WolfbaneBlooms.com and check us out next time. <laughs>